were probably, I don't know, man. I don't want that lady to walk up to me next year and go, hey, man, I know it's been, you're like an, under like an intense subject, but <laughs> you guys went too far on serial killers. We, yeah. I wanted to kill somebody. <laughs> we find out later she's a serial murderer. You know, you talk about serial murders. Um, a comedian I used to know, he was a, a, he was a school teacher and a comedian. But he mostly was a comedian. But he's funny, bro. He's hilarious. His sister uh, was killed by the Texas train ki- serial killer. Whoa. Remember him? Yeah, okay. He's from where? Texas. He, and he was killing people like in trains. No, no, no. But where's this comic from? The comic from LA. Oh. I... Oh, the Texas train killer, the guy from Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, I totally remember that. In the, like the early 2000s, right? Yeah, his my yes. friend's sister was murdered by that guy. In. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That's right. He took female victims. When I was in when I went to El Paso, Texas the first time to headline, I was there with um these two other comedians. And when I got there, the big news in Juarez was they um they found dead bodies all over the, all over the, all over the city, all over the this graveyard, bro. This mass graveyard. Mass graves. Like seven, eleven people were found dead there. Right. It was like nineteen ninety-seven or ninety-eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and one the, the headliner had a funny um bit already. Right. He he went up on stage. And he said. Yeah, man, I was in Juarez last night, man. I, I stumbled into an ancient burial ground. Okay. And everybody laughed, dog. Because okay. for, for in El Paso, people in El Paso at the time, the late 90s, it was like a, a like a normal real occurrence, you know, like they were finding their bodies everywhere. Everywhere. And um, what was happening was in Juarez, Mexico, they were hit by a, by a serial killer epidemic of the worst kind because it was during NAFTA, the National Trade Agreement. North American Free Trade Agreement. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of companies went to Juarez, Mexico. They went to um, Tijuana. They went all the border states. And they were called La, La Maquinita Murders. Right there, look it up. For La, 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 La Maquinita Murders. We'll give people a chance to look. These, these American companies decided to hire only women at these factories. So all these factory workers were women. And for the first time in that area, a lot of women got to work. But a lot of them, they didn't have transportation, bro. There, there was a, a, a work bus designated just for these women to work. And at the same time, if this is happening, man, with um, there was a lot of women missing. A lot of women were going missing, and nobody was like, they didn't care to look for them. But there was a serial killer, bro. There was three, there was like, Three serial killers at the time. There was a serial killer that was a doctor, and um, he let this Lebanese man, I guess, and he was murdering women, bro, all over the Juarez at the time. Wow. And then, at the, and then there was also a, by a, a, a serial killer by himself. That's crazy. Also, there was a serial killer. I thought it was like lots of people. You know, one of, the, one of the bus drivers that was driving these women to the workshops and bringing yeah. them back home, he was a serial killer. That's what I heard. I, cause so that's I heard that it was the bus driver. So a bus driver was killing women. Also, there was just men who were pissed off 
that women got these jobs. So they, they were just, they'll get mad and go kill a woman. So that's going on too. So they got these three types of people killing women. And also, there was a big drug war between the Tijuana cartel and somebody else. And there was a guy in Juarez at the time that was a devil worshiper. And that fool would torture and maim all his all his victims, bro. So you got, I mean, it was so bad. Like how many how many women were murdered, Philip, at that time? Yeah, that that's a doctor, huh? And then there was also a bus driver, huh? And then there was then there was a drug dealer, a serial killer, huh? a devil worshiper, right? What was the name of um? How many murders altogether? Like over a hundred, right? Or 20 years, bro. Over 100 women murdered, bro. Oh, my and God. And nobody yeah. searched out for them. 160 bodies were uncovered. Yeah. 160 bodies. Women. And, like, in that in that Narcos, Mexico, they touched upon it a little bit. You were telling me about that. There's a cop in a Narcos episode of Mexico, and he starts digging into the murder because somebody goes, please, not you, that me. Plus, there's a lot of dirty cops, bro. So he's going rogue to find this murderer. And when he finally gets, he kills somebody, bro, they end up killing him too. Crazy, huh? That is fucking crazy. I just saw a statistic right now overall. That was at that time. They found 160 since then. 3,000. Total, not till now, huh? 3,000 unmarked graves with nearly 5,000 bodies have been found. Women, huh? In Mexico since the government deployed the military to fight the country's powerful drug cartels. Oh, this is since 2006. Holy shit, dude. And again, you know, because we're talking about uh, serial murders, you know, uh, we think as serial murders, we think a guy that's like stalking around at night, that's like um, killing one person here, one person there. But, you know, what the book points out is... Uh, that the government has is a serial murderer or like certain governments have been serial murderers he talks about the salem rich trials which were actually like to him the powers that be were the serial killers because a lot, were, a lot of the women were not even witches right and, and they it were, was, but it was their way of like if he'd hit on a girl and she turned him down or did something or she or the the main priest was having an affair and wants to get rid of her i want her investigated as a witch and then they kill her and then they do another one and then they do another one and it's like these were just about covering up attempted rapes. Uh, have you, uh, did you read uh, on, on Sons of Cain the, the amount of torture that the <sighs> Jesuit priest did to natives, bro? Yes. It was hardcore. It was horrible, bro. This is the thing. This is why I don't... And they're named, they, they're, they named them as serial killers, too, huh? Right, yeah. That, it, they love torturing. It, like, it is absolutely... It takes a certain mind that. to hurt another body over and over. Huh? Yeah, I agree I know that. I can't. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly because I feel like... In order to do something so sick and sadistic, you have to think that the people you're doing that to are fucking animals. We got Lisa Esparza right here That's with Toffee, right. who took psychology and delved into this. Toffee's. She said, she said, leave me out of it. Toffee. 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 And then, hi, Toffee. In a, in, a, in a soft voice. Toffee. He's a pretty girl. He's a pretty doggy. Okay. No talks about bearded man. She'll be able to smell my fear. <laughs> she said, my, my, he goes, but well, also, man, like, like, one thing that sons of Cain, bro, when, when they were talking about the the guys that were, 
that were in charge of torturing somebody, like the guy with the hooded mask. Right. Like, how do you train for that job? Did your father do it? Who did? How do you get into that work? Well, that person must be a slave himself. To I think be the thing is, I so um, I was I just finished reading this uh, Steinbeck book. Of which book? It's called uh, Travels with Charlie, and it's his. It's a real diary of him at, at at the end of his career. He decides to take a trip around the country to get in touch with America, and at the end, he meets this old man in the South who had been around. Long before, and because he had visited this the South that day that the little girl was going to a white school, and he witnessed everybody yelling at her and talking shit to her, and so he goes off all by himself to picnic grounds and he's hanging out and this guy comes over starts drinking coffee with him, and he's an old Southern gentleman he's like eighty years old so he's been around since before that happened, and he said something that was really profound to me that like you have to in order to see someone the way that these people saw slaves and black people back then you have to consider them as beasts and you yourself as the keeper who first does this has to convince yourself that they're beasts but after that all you have to do is teach your children that they're beasts and there's no and it separates you from that feeling of these are people like me and so you don't have to you don't mm -hmm. you don't have to stress that anymore. And I wonder if some of these people were raised by people who no, just showed monstrosities. All, all, all through war, all through time, um, they they they, they, they you want uh, dehumanize yes. them. Yes. Like also all the way I know the the Nazis did it to the Jews, but I didn't notice it till well I was watching um, Black Hawk Down, right? Right. And they were fighting Somalians in Somalia, right? Right. Pretty much. They lost. They, oh, we got right. our asses kicked. Yes, that day. but they were they were not calling them Somalians. They were just calling them skinnies. Skinnies, right? So it's easy. It, 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 well, get that yeah, skinny. we do that. That's a war. That's something we do in war, and we. But it, but it helps. You, it helps you kill better. Right. Well, we call you, you dehumanize them, so you, you don't see them as human, just like in Vietnam when they were calling Charlie. them gooks. Charlie and gooks. Or gooks um, and the and japs, and they were calling Germans something too. Krauts. Krauts. But um, another Kraut. In in um, I had a he's buddy, all mad. Man. He's a sauerkraut. I had a buddy who came back from Afghanistan, and a couple of buddies that came back from Iraq, and the term for that was Haji. So it's it's always a dehumanization of your enemy, which I can understand that. I guess. But a serial a killer. When you, you ever know when a serial killer that con is confessing, or or whether it's a movie or real life, when he's talking about it, he has he has, he's already. Past dehumanizing the person he murdered, completely. He, completely. he he sees it as a work of art. Like, I it's sad to say, bro. When I watch Forensic Files too, with Lisa, these fools want props, bro. Oh, they feel like, like they, yeah. Like they want a page for killing. They want likes. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, if you take that away from them, they get so mad. Yeah, we talked about it uh, last week with the BTK killer, where he would get and a the Zodiac killer, bro. When they were writing oh, the bad Zodiac stuff about like, him, yeah. he went back and wrote another letter, bro. No, that's a lie. Right, and the BTK killer did that too. Where at one point someone was like, they they thought they had they thought that they had caught the BTK killer, and and they were ready to convict this person, and he went to the library, and he put a note in in a, in a book with detail of what he did. And then he called the newspaper and said, "Go, go to this book, and you'll find my note. And there, you'll see that they, you didn't catch the guy. I'm him." And then a second time, someone's gonna write a book about him because they thought he had already been done and gone. And then he went out and killed more people just to show that he wasn't done. Was that a white guy they caught, bro? Yes. 
if you're a black guy, he would say, let him go, let him go to prison, huh? Bro, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys had been caught. Jeffrey Dahmer got caught, what, like twice Dude, by cops? Had been approached? There's, and, like, a, th- there's a movie out there. That, water. Water? Yeah, go ahead. There's a movie out there that, that came out. It's called um, The Boys Next Door. Okay. And it's Charlie Sheen and and some other actor, bro. He, he was like this good-looking blonde kid. He like Ricky Schroeder, bro, if he was a man, bro. You know what I mean? Like blonde hair to the side, blue eyes. And the whole movie starts off with um, – with little glimpses of serial killers, like son of, they have footage of son of Sam talking while it was a, it was a, it was um, I I figured that if you if if you're holding a three fifty seven over somebody's head, you could do, make them do whatever the hell you want, and then they, they show clips of like the dog, him saying that a dog made him do it, and then they show clips of the hillside strangler, and then they show clips of um, the fucking um children killer in Atlanta, he goes and then. And then when they get to him, he goes, everybody, everybody always thinks there's someone else when he comes to a, a serial killer. Mm. And then they show the black dude from Atlanta, because everybody thought it was a white guy. Right. They, they show his face. He goes, it could be, a, it could always be anybody. It could be a teacher, and they show that he was a teacher. Right. It could be, it could be, it could be your friendly guy, and they show William, William Gacy. It could be the boys next door. And they show those two guys in the beginning, Charlie Sheen and that guy. Right. But we don't know. As when I watched it, I didn't know that it was gonna be about these two guys who st- had st- started off hanging out and little little things in their that have. After graduation, they said, "Let's go to fucking uh, California." They were leaving Arizona. They never been to California. And along the way, bro, they just start killing people, but. Along the way, like they kill a bunch of people and they're looking for them, and nobody knows that it's them because they're two white guys. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing is like we learned in this book, especially that one, they're not, they're almost never gnarly, fucked up looking people with scars and tattoos. They're usually good looking, charismatic, and they're charismatic. Bro, and then they, sh- like I tell you, bro, they show in that movie also that how much they don't care about finding people who kill gay people. Right. Because he killed a woman, and then it went all crazy, right? He killed his woman. But he killed a gay dude, bro. And when when you see the cops talking, it's totally racist. Like, yeah. we don't give a fuck. And, like, you just can't believe they're talking right. like that. He goes, so they're talking to this this fat cop, bro. He has a blabber mouth. He goes, what happened? So this F was having sex with if F. <laughs> And they're having this old F affair and his other F. Oh, and, my God. And then the, the cop got him by the fucking throat like this, bro, and shoved him to the wall. Listen, you fucking cordless, you fucking heartless bastards. Three people were fucking killed right now. Do you give a fuck if they were fucking killed? They had heartbeats. They were fucking human, you yeah. fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Then that guy goes, then that guy walks away, and the guy goes, <laughs> whatever, dog. They don't give a fuck. Right. I, and uh, also when when um when we, we watch Colombo or one of those fucking movies, um, Criminal Mind, bro, they, they don't give a fuck, bro. They, they they're all fucking racist, dog. Right. Against gay people. Yeah, dude. It was so they couldn't find him, bro. And um, but yeah, man, they killed a lot of people. But they but it shows you like um, 
Because Charlie Sheen was just in on it. He didn't really commit the murders, right. but it's best, he was there along. But in, and in the end of the movie, spoiler alert, you'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to watch that movie. The Boys Next Door. The Boys Next Door. I'm going to watch it tonight, actually, when I go home. We can talk about it next week. It was one of those rental movies. Yeah. I saw also. I saw a lot of serial killer movies when I was a kid, but I'm surprised I'm not a serial killer. Bro. I didn't get to see that much. My mom was obsessed with the serial killer. I'm a breakfast so serial killer. We have bro. a lot of books that Tony I read. The Tiger, Apple Jacks. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ever, uh, I wasn't necessarily exposed, but when my mom passed away, I got all her serial killer books, and I went through those. My favorite- she was a serial killer, bro. She was probably the BT killer. <laughs> I would not, <laughs> my mom, uh, I have a lot to say about that, um, but I did read the Zodiac book, which was one of the most interesting things I had ever read Bro, at the time. Remember during the election when, when President Donald Trump said that Ted Cruz's dad was a Zodiac killer? <laughs> I did remember that, dude. And then he said he, he plotted to kill JFK? Yes. People ran with it, bro. People ran with it, dude. And he never went up on, the, on stage and said, that's ridiculous. No, no, and even now he like. Well, Donald Trump also was like, "Your wife's a fat, ugly hoe." And he was like, "I'll fuck you up." And then we like, I don't know, a few months later, he's like, "I love Donald Trump." Crazy though, That's, but it, it's but you, it's you, crazy what we can. You read the whole book, The Zodiac Killer. Well, yeah, who I is? The, they never found him, right? No, I they, think on Larry well, Bubbles. They, they they have a really really positive. I think on Larry Bubbles Brown, bro. No, murder that would, that killer. Surprised me, murder. Um, because given given the psychology, I don't mean that in a bad way. Because Larry's a very nice and wonderful neat. human being. And, but he messes with hookers, and that's Mur, what ser- serial murderers would do that to you, where they would trick you into thinking they were amazing, nice people. And it's so funny because anytime I meet someone that's like has the like personality of a golden retriever, I'm like, that guy's a fucking serial murderer for sure, you know. But. Um, the thing is, they think they thought that they caught the Zodiac Killer now. Like, just now, like, within the last couple of years. For a while, they thought he was Ted Kaczynski. For a while, they thought he was the Zodiac Killer. But the thing, I mean, um, uh, not Ted Kaczynski. Who's the other guy? Um, but anyway, the thing with him is, is that um, he was really detailed, really careful about what he did. There's this one of the scariest stories I ever had ever read. And I, when I was younger, was out of this book where he's he, so what he would do is he'd pull up he he pulled up behind this lady, and he asked her to pull over so he could show her, so he could tell her that her um, tire lugs were off, like your tire's wobbling. He said, "Your tire's wobbling. Pull over." Pulls over next to her. He goes, "Don't get out. Be safe. I'm just gonna. I have my own jack. I'll tighten them for you." Gets out, loosens them. Her fucking tire falls off. He pulls her over. He goes, "I guess it was gonna break anyway." Hop in, I'll give you a ride to the nearest place to get Playboy, bro. He starts driving off in different directions, and she goes, this isn't the way. Where are we going? He goes, I'm going to kill you. And she has a baby with her. She has a, a brand-new-born baby. He goes, I'm going to kill you. But I'm going to kill you. I'm going to hurt you first. To where I'm going to stop you right there, bro, because we have a special sponsor now, Huggies. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to injure you to where you can't do anything, and then I'm going to murder your baby in front of you before I kill you. So she's like, fuck that, dude. And she just jumps out of the car as it slows down and runs into a field. So she could see him looking for her, walking around looking for her. And the baby is trying to cry because it's a baby. I mean, it's fucking down in the middle of the night. And, and she's suffocating her baby 
because if it cries, so she, yeah. he's gonna find her. And she's trying. What she's trying to do is give it, like, pull her hand away to give it air, and then cup it back. But the baby's starting to turn blue. It, almost immediately, a truck driver pulls up, scares off the Zodiac killer, gives her a ride to the nearest police station. It's some like small town in the Bay Area. She walks in. She's talking to the cop, telling what's happening. She has no idea about what the Zodiac killer, or who he is. She points to a sketch drawing and goes, that's him right there. That's the guy. And the cops look around. They look at each other. They drive her to a diner. They tell her to wait till morning before she leaves. And then they all go home and shut down the police station. That's how fucking frightened people were of this person, dude. And that's how the baby thought, lived. Huh? The baby lived. They lived. Oh, she lived. Uh, but the baby, he, though. The baby lived, too. Yeah. And, and But he would do things all the time, like... He would tell people, like, I have these sensors on this part of a mountain, and when a school bus goes by, it'll click it and go off, and only a school bus could trigger it. And he would draw diagrams and send hey, it to the newspaper. We were at a, we were at a bar, and one of the waste staff, one of the older waste staff said that her sister or somebody was murdered by the fucking free, by the Zodiac Killer. By the Zodiac Killer. Oh, wow. And she was naming the bar. Where it happened, and you look up, you look it up on the internet. It was the right the, that bar, the bar where she was working at. No shit. I wonder who it was. Yeah, I think I don't know if it was Tommy T. Wastaff because they're like my age, right? One of them, or the older ladies, but it, or or maybe it was in Washington. That's so fucking interesting, dude. But who that killer was not in Washington, huh? No, I don't. No, no, he wasn't in Washington. I don't know if he he didn't. I don't know if he specifically stayed in the Bay Area, but I think he did. It's funny how that guy has that movida, bro, that move, right, about the flat tires. Ted Bundy, bro, he was a good-looking guy, right? Yes. So he'll put that fake cast. Right. Like he's trying to load that fucking, um, that fucking couch. And then he'll have the woman hold the other end, and then he'll just push him right, Like bro. in fucking uh, Silence of the Lambs. That's where they got that. Yeah, movie. who they got it from. From Ted Bundy. I saw a, a movie where um, it was all about Ted Bundy, but it was graphic bro oh yeah i bet graphic like they showed it when they when he committed uh when they put him in the electric chair right right he um they um they bawled him bro they shaved his head off i know they're supposed to put toilet paper because you're gonna poop like yeah 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 they put something in, like, they shoved it up his butt bro of course yeah like real forcefully in his butt right so he's walking like this like a, like he had a wet diaper because it was all shoved up in his butt. They were gonna give him, I guess, extra. They don't show the execution, right? No, not in the movie, but they show it the, the shoving of the of the butt of the fucking towels and all that That's... shit. So he's walking like this, whoa, with a bunch of towels stuffed in his butt. Did you see the interviews with Ted Bundy? No, but in the, but in the movie, bro, that, that fool would just be he'd be walking around mad, just right. mad. Yeah, and he see the woman coming at him. Right. He he had like a hammer handle without the hammer, right. and he randomly hit women, bro. Without, but not. No, I don't mean to laugh. It's no, it was in the movie, yeah. there were people laughing when we were watching the movie too, because it made it look funny. But he was just imagine, bro, just randomly walking, do 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 do, wrapping chicks on and the then, head, and then fucking um, Emilio Estevez just waxed you for the fucking for the hammer <laughs> and shit. And then you try to tell people, no man, who hit you? This guy was he black? Did he have a twin and four? No, man. He was handsome. He was a good-looking white dude. Yeah, they'll never find him. Had like, and, like, and he was conservative, too. Right. Well, if you watch his interviews, he's great. He's like, um, he's very endearing. He's very charismatic. But I mean, most serial killers are stupid, bro. No. I've never, I never, I never seen a serial killer mumble, bro. 
No, no, no. Even Richard Ramirez thought Richard Ramirez thought that uh, he was clearing the world. Did you see interviews with Richard Ramirez? Yeah. And was he articulate? I didn't really get to see too much of him. He should have said that uh, they charged him for murders that he they, they didn't commit. Okay. And I'm thinking, well, though, some of those murders could have been the BTK or the Freeway Killer, too. Oh, so you have, like, it's a possibility that... No, that's, that's what he's saying right. in the interview. Like, they, could, they were like... Because they could have been, like... Some people said there was... When Richard Ramirez was a serial killer, there was probably... Two, the, the fucking BTK killer was out there. And so right. was the yes. Freeway Killer. Yeah. The Golden State, State Killer. killer was too. Yeah. In San Jose... So it's possible that he was that that the that that he was murdered. And he was a cop, right? So when I was a kid, one of the things, one of the motives, don't be lying, bro. Or one of the things that they said was that he he's looking for houses on the corner painted yellow, and we had a yellow house on the corner, and he had murdered in San Francisco or done something. He would just been found in the Bay Area or found out that he was in the Bay Area. Oh man. I remember being a little kid during the fucking Richard Ramirez fucking Night Stalker days. One of the most fucking terrifying periods of my life. I literally remember when he got caught and that we got to open the windows and let the air in because it was summertime. And so people had their windows like sealed shut. You know, I couldn't imagine being fucking LA. I was there, time. bro. 1985, August. Yeah. I, was, I went to the LAPD, bro. I walked... And there was a mob of people there. I want to get a little glimpse. Oh, so you... I was outside the LAPD, Holland, I was the Hollenbeck Police Department. And um, I didn't see him, but I saw just a crowd. Um, and when they drove him away. What neighborhood did he get caught in? He got caught in uh, Boyle Heights. It was in Boyle Heights. No, East LA. East LA. He was trying to steal a car or carjack somebody. I remember Larry Omaha, the comedian. Right. He goes... He goes, he goes, man, he got beat up trying to steal the, the only car in the neighborhood. <laughs> and Mexican, man, we don't just beat, we, we don't, he goes, we don't, we don't have your back if you're a murderer. We fuck catch you and beat your ass. Apparently, dude, they fucked him up. They said they were going to kill that motherfucker, bro. Everybody was saying, he's a nice stalker, kill him. When, when I had Gil Carrillo on a podcast, when there, there's a famous photo of um, Richard Ramirez looking back like this. He like this. Right. And he's all bandaged up like that. Gil Carrillo said that there was a woman was like flashing him, marry me, when they were taking him to jail, bro. Yes. After they caught he him. He had women who really like. But that day, though, when they caught him, there was already a woman there with a sign, marry me, when they really? caught him. Yeah. So that in, that, in that photo of him, when he looks like this in the police car. Gil Carrillo said, look, that's for you. <laughs> and that's when he said, I'm, the, I'm, I'm bigger than, than the hillside strangler. Do you think he was? He was, right? He was way bigger than the hillside I'm not going to feel your ego, bro. I don't think so. <laughs> well, I know one. He was just another murderer, bro. Got caught. One who uh, had to be transported with him from one prison to another. And he was like. Fucking, they had to, well, they had to put him in his own cage, but he was like, dude, he's the frailest, smallest, weakest looking human being I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. He, that dude, um, Mr. Ramirez, he, he should break into people's homes with a, with a, with a, first, he started breaking into a home with a woman he met in, at, at the Greyhound station in LA. Okay. And she used to break into homes. So, um, her and him were, her and, her and him were breaking into homes. Okay. And, and taking shit and, 
and they were going to the same pawn um, store or wherever they were selling other other stolen merchandise. Right. And that's how they really traced him back to all the murders. Because the guy, they told the fan, the, the fans, yeah. they told him, listen, motherfucker, we're going to give you 30 years for, for fucking over the years buying stolen property. Are you going to tell us who the fuck sold you this fucking chain that belongs to a murder and this other necklace that belongs to another murder and this ring that belongs to another murder? Right. And they finally said, oh, this guy that comes around, man, he has really bad. Also, Richard Ramirez had bad teeth, bro. Like his bottom teeth were all decaying, like rotting, and his other teeth were all decaying. His so breath was probably his breath smelled like death. What so, was his so, upbringing? El Paso. Like, but I mean, was his parents? Did he have both parents? Did he have a mom? Both parents, but I'm talking about the uncle already in the Polaroids. Right. Yeah. He had both parents, but his dad didn't like him. His dad hated him, and um. But do they talk about whether his parents were like drunks or drug addicts? But that was like, a drunk, bro. Just a, just but we have both parents. But in in um in the book, there was the there was a when they were testing the atom bomb against New Mexico or Las, Las Cruces, right? They they tested in like an A bomb or something, and a lot of that the uh, the fallout of that the testing of that atom bomb or whatever they were testing. It's a theory that that radiation it got into the dirt, and a lot of the women were being born were having miscarriages in El Paso, and their babies were being born with cerebral palsy because okay. of the dirty water that got inside of the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the El Paso water. Sure. And they they're saying that um that his uncle who was born when that happened, he must have been born with a uh, with poison in his mind that made him like a crazy maniac in El Paso. Okay. Which led to a fucking Jim Richard Ramirez. I mean, I can't rule that out. You can't really rule that out because that does make sense. But, kind but, of the, sense. but the, there's an, in the book, they do talk about, Phil Carlo does talk about um, that uh, the other mom were trying to sue, but they didn't get anywhere. When I was a kid where I grew up. You were uh, a kid, bro? Yes, for a little bit of time. There was a, Stop there was a semiconductor plant. It was one of the first ones. It was called Fairchild. And they didn't know about Morgan Fairchild, like because they work with this stuff called slurry. And when they were dumping it, they didn't know about contamination at the time. So all the stuff, all the slurry water, got into um, our water systems in my neighborhood. Now, this is before I moved in, but um, my friend had did a study in college. She was becoming a psychiatrist, and the largest concentration of kids with ADD at that time came from that area. And and you know, there's no direct connection to the water, the bad water versus the kids with ADD, but it's pretty it's pretty evident that that probably had something to do with it. So it doesn't it does it wouldn't skip me that the a fucking nuclear bomb can contaminate tons of water systems. You know, and we are talking about the golden age of like uh of serial killing. But even then, I mean, since then, you know, like the guy in the book says that serial killing has turned into mass shootings. Yeah. And we're still dealing with contaminated water. So, so yeah, I said that the reason, like, we haven't seen as much serial killers now because they're not being um, documented. Right. They're not being um, talked about in the news because sure. mass shooting has taken over the, the, the news coverage, you know? Right. And whatever's going on, mega and Trump news and um, Biden. But they said they said that um, nowadays there's there's a mass there's a serial killer. 
because of of, of um, phone tagging. Like they know where you're at. You know, because you, you, you cross a, a a satellite. You know, you cr- a tower, a phone, phone tower. Yeah, they'll ping they'll ping you, bro. And uh, you really have to be an ex, a genius to start being a serial killer right now. So what happens is that these people that really want to be a serial killer, they just pick up an assault rifle, bro. Right. And mow down uh, 10 people all at once. Right. And get it all out of the way right re- there. Take it all, all at once. And they get the same thrill out of it. Well, of, and it's also... They get, they, the guy said that, which is sad and dangerous to live, live to us be living in a world like that because, A, if 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 everybody wants to be a serial killer, wake up one day, because it's it's like they don't want to go out there and kill nobody one by one, right? You know, and and get busted. They rather just take everybody all at once. And it's also a competition thing for them too. A lot of them are trying to rack up numbers, more numbers than the last guy. It's almost the same thing. Did he I do better the than book, the Columbine huh? kids? Did I do better than the the Las Vegas guy? Did I do like the guy said there in a the book? How just yeah, scary, huh? Yeah, he did. Really. He did. He he totally mentioned that a lot, and I and I thought of that before the book was over. I was like, oh, they've just turned into to to mass murderers, like to to the the uh, the shooters. But the other thing he does point out, and I will give this. Well, credit. I don't know about that because a lot of mass shooters are are just say like before um back in the days like they were just focusing in on 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 postal workers. They made a joke about it on a naked gun. One of the shooters, when they were shooting at him with a postal guy. And um, they called, oh, he's going postal. Right. But they didn't, they didn't like, that, somehow that word got disappeared, bro. Like, they never say a mass shooter went postal. Right. But a lot of, like, when, when like, the guy who massacred everybody in uh, Monterey Park, like, I know that guy's not a serial killer who wanted to kill people all day right. long. He was just pissed off because they didn't invite him to the dance competition. That's right. <laughs> so that had nothing to do with how he was raised. No, he was raised all right with an immigrant. Right. He just got pissed off. He didn't invite him. Yeah, it. I could see that. And what, But why are people getting so mad now? I was vol- volatile. Well, because... I, I heard his ego, bro. Here's the thing, man. I hate... I don't want to... And then a lot of serial killers... A lot of serial killers, bro, their ego was hurt at one time. Right. So they got to go like Ted Bundy, bro. He, he hated his mom. His mom used to have sex right in front of him. And, and like, she didn't hide nothing from him, bro. And, right. you know, all the, he had to see all this. So he has his hatred. pretended that he was her little brother. He has hatred for women, bro. Right. So something, this man must have had his hatred for something. I think the other thing, too, though, that the, the, the author gave credit to was that the availability of porn. The availability of being able to get your release on things that you are into. So if you're into sadomasochistic <laughs> type stuff, you could look up torture porn, and there's someone not actually getting hurt, but it looks like it. And and he attributes that, but he also attributes that people who are into different things and weird things can find each other. And once you find someone, because a lot of this comes from loneliness, a lot of serial killers are just lonely people. Are you lonely, bro? I am not lonely, thank God. Hey, um, the, the, he said that the, the, he um, that guy mentioned on that book that um, that um, the the that having porn and um accessible to us right in front of our faces now on the internet, like we could just look up whatever. We, like, sure. if, I I want to I want just pretty toes. I want chubby toes. Right. I want. Beautiful African American toes, Chinese toes, all that stuff is available now. 
You don't have to go out there and be a creep no more. Right. And 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 peep shows, um, porn on the internet killed peep shows. Right. Because before you had to go over there with a trench coat and be a pervert. You have to like. So yeah. having porn on the internet has really fucking cut down the amount of sexual assaults. Well, because they mentioned the shoe murderer. And when you look at the. Oh, um, the shoe murderer. The shoe murderer was this dude back in the 30s who was going around killing women for their shoes. Shut up. Because when he was growing up as a little boy, he was his mom constantly had women over and were treating him like shit. And the, and the only thing he could see as a little kid was being on the ground floor and seeing all their shoes. So he, she must, he must have been one of those kids that she didn't know what to do with. Probably. There was an old lady who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do with. <laughs> I knew something was coming. But he had developed um, a fetish for feet and shoes. Because he couldn't quench it, he would murder women and collect their shoes. But now that there's porn, that guy might not be murdering now because he just has to look up foot porn. Or he, uh, foot shoes. Right. Or he could comfortably Peggy go to Hill. a store and buy used women's shoes. Like, that's the other thing, man. As a man, there were so many things you couldn't do. As a woman, there's so many things you couldn't do. And, and we were very restricted in our society. We're now we're not so restricted. And I do think, well, I, I, I do think that has a lot to do with the low numbers of serial murderers. I know, man. Imagine how many women were getting murdered, bro, when they were allowed to smoke, or when they were allowed to fucking vote, when they were allowed to work. Right. Bro, the first woman that ran they the marathon. They weren't mar- allowed to speak. Have up. you ever seen the first woman who ran the marathon, bro? The fans are spitting at her. They're trying to clip her. Yes, there that guy people, knocks her out. There are people running her away. They're trying to punch her right. ass. Yeah. People, white men never like change, huh? No, they do not. <laughs> they do not. They do not. I mean, look what's happening right now. After Obama, this whole fucking place becomes unasked. Why? Because we had a fucking black president. I know everybody wants their other fucking excuses, but it's just you lost your shit because the black dude was in charge for a Bro, it's true that, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a ticket to the Obama musical. I'm fucking going, bro. Huh? It's called 44, baby. I love it. I love it. I love it. Philo, how much time are you doing here? 38, okay. Yeah. So, so a camper, bro. Um, I told you. <laughs> Kemp- Dude. They, I, you asked me what my, my favorite was or who I would, would want to emphasize most on it was Kemper. Because he was the most interesting to me because he... He really did um, embody the serial murderer like uh, persona where he was he got along with police officers. Everybody around was like, he's a nice guy. He's very likable. Just like the fucking um, the 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 what's that? The, the serial killer you said, the trash man from South Central. Oh, the sleeper, the sleeper, the, the grim, grim sleeper, sleeper, bro. He was also a trash man and he was well liked by the cops. Yeah. Yeah, and Kemper was well-liked. And um, the funny thing is, like, the one thing I, I liked about this story was that, so Kemper got along with everybody as far as cops goes. He hung, he hung out in this place called the jury room. If you drive through Santa Cruz, it's right across the, the uh, uh, sheriff's uh, station and the courthouse. It's still there till this day. Um, he would hang out there, hang out with them. But at some point, he bought a gun. And the cops, and, and someone at the gun store found out that he had had a prior... Uh, charge that he had been had been expunged that prior charge was him shooting his grandmother and then shooting his grandfather right after he shot his grandmother because she was a bitch to him but he shot his grandfather because he didn't want his grandfather to endure the pain of losing his wife that's very thoughtful of him and so so he gets charged with that 
Um, he goes to a mental hospital. He goes to a Tuscadero for like four years, gets released. That was a Terminator when he was there. He gets expunged. It was. And he uh, completely like blends into society. Muscles. Okay. And he, <laughs> he, blends, he, he I, she, She's Linda Hamilton. Lisa Hamilton. Go on, though. Lisa Hamilton. <laughs> he blends into society, and then um, he goes and buys his gun, right? At some point. The gun store says, hey, we sold a gun to someone who used to be a felon but had their record expunged. Cops have no idea. Gun store has no idea what he did. Cops go to his house. He's been killing this whole time. Teenage girls, teenage girls, teenage girls. Cops go to his house and say, hey, man, we noticed you have a gun. We want to get it back. You're not allowed to have a gun. So he gives the co gun back to his cops. A week later, he goes to his house. He blows his mom's head off, cuts her limbs off, fucks her body, blows his mom's friend's head off, fucks her body, cuts her limbs off, and then calls the cops to turn himself in. And when they go, why'd you turn yourself in? He goes, I noticed you guys had figured me out when you guys came to get my gun. The cops had no fucking clue he was a murderer. And, but he thought, and so then why did you kill your mom? I didn't want her to endure the pain of watching me go through a trial for Bro, murder. Lisa, we're watching, we're watching the forensic files, and there was this murderer, right? They went to his house 20 years later, and they asked the door, the first thing he said was, took you long enough. <laughs> It's like these guys are so cocky, bro. They're so cocky, bro. They think they're gonna get away with it. Yeah. Some of these murderers are so stupid, bro. Like there's one guy on forensic file, they caught him, bro. Right. And they went through all his Google files, how to get a how to how to hide a body, how to burn a body, right. how to dispose of a body, how to kill your wife and get away with it. And that just happened. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think that's the thing, is that these guys, to them it's a game. And at some point, they do want to get caught. I mean, there's that murder we, in the book, where he, he, this one guy, it's like the 1600s, and in French, he would take his, his victim's blood and write on the wall, stop me before I do it, kill someone else. You know what's, what was crazy <laughs> about the serial killers in the 1600s? That, that the guy in the book called it like uh, the, the, the werewolf era. Yeah. Because they, they were in a werewolf, bro. Well, do you know why? I mean, did Cause they were Because th these people really like eating people. Well, they didn't know. There was one guy, which is really hardcore, bro. He ate, he, he ate a little girl, and then he sent the dad a letter and said, I did not sexually assault your daughter. I just, I simply, I, ate, I, her. I just simply ate her. Yeah, that one was the heinous. Oh, heinous. But huh? you know what? That's Kemper, huh? Um, no, that was some guy. That's from the before. 1600s, huh? That was in the 1600s. But the reason why is because they didn't know about forensics. They didn't know about serial murders. They believed in werewolves and Draculas and stuff like that. And vampires. That. And so they were like, oh, there's literal men turning it. And this is where werewolves come from. This is where werewolf lore specifically comes from. Because they thought back then, especially in Germany, that men were turning into wolves at night and attacking people. And then... The, the, and then these people actually, like, all, the, all that stuff, werewolf, they read it from a book, and they thought they were werewolves. Right. Like, they were only bite at midnight. Right. Or I mean, only on a full moon. And, like, because a lot of the guys were, like, uh, wearing it's crazy people, huh? stuff. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's fake news. It's fake news getting into to everybody's ears, and then they're going, instead of going, oh, it's possibly a sick person, 
Because again, too, we all lived by the doctrine of God, and 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 religion was upon everyone. There was no freedom of religion. There's a lot of torture in that Bible. Oh my God, bro! So much, and that's the thing. And going back to this guy's book, everybody's a fucking serial murderer. You're a serial murderer. I'm a serial murderer. The only difference is we were raised right, or at least right enough to where we didn't go around killing people. How about um? Uh, he don't mention in that book, bro. But the DC shooter. He did not mention the DC shooter, and they don't of, even mention. I've never been seen this. He was never labeled a serial killer. You're talking about the guy with his son, right? Yeah, yeah. But they were killing people randomly, they bro. They were killing people, and and, 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 I, and it was serial. They did a bunch of them. It's very much a serial murder. By and the and they were all they, and they were all driven by hate. You yep. know, they they had their own beliefs. Yep. And they're they they still have domestic terrorism because they're black. Yeah, they're black. Bro. And the youth, are, probably the youth, are a gun. Right. But but that don't that don't make the sons of Sam a domestic terrorist. He was killing everybody with a forty four. He's a white man. That's, That's right. Thing, He's dude. Italian, bro. He, 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 yeah, there were there were mob hits. Oh, he was Jewish. I there were Jewish is, hits. I think it is a very like racist thing in that way to to do that. Again, I don't want to politicize anything, but I do feel like why the fuck, why the fuck are these two? These this is a serial. Those the guy and his son was a serial murder because they methodically sought out, planned other, out, parked. Had that little hole in the back of the fucking trunk. Perfectly planned and, out. And the kid, he had the kid doing it, too, which was crazy to me. How far were they, bro? 300 yards? Yeah, 300 to 200 yards. I mean, from the parking lot of a car. It's precise, So it was huh? like, this is the parking lot, street parking lot. And they would, and I mean, we talked about it the other day with Rodrigo where we were talking about um, how effective. He's the serial killer, bro. He, he, I don't think he He's is. a Riverside bomber. He's a serial murderer of his own body. So Lizzie Borden was she a serial killer or just killed her know. parents? Was Lizzie, Lizzie Borden true? Yeah, she killed her family with an axe. Lizzie Borden took an axe. She didn't want to have a quinceañera. Like, Lizzie Borden took an axe, killed her parents with fifty wax. I can't remember how the poem went. What's up, History for Fools with Butch Escobar? What's up, everybody? History for Fools. Thanks for listening. Yeah, what was the name of that movie, man? With um. Charlene, Charlene Manson, Charlene Theron, or what was her name? Charlize Theron, Monster. Yeah, monster. I'm glad you brought her up because I was watching the documentary. And How was it, bro? She was a prostitute. You killer. know what? I'm mad, bro. I'm mad because I never looked up her name. What was her name again? Eileen Warnos. Warnos. Eileen Warnos. I never looked her up before. I watched the movie, and I went with what the movie said, which made her look like someone who had been abused by men on the freeway as a hitchhiker and she was just taking out her anger on on um on other men who were gonna um abuse her and she was abused by a police officer too dude she from the very beginning was a fucked up human being just like uh, she was not a good person from the just, beginning just like that wrestling lady from mexico bro right. bad yeah life. i mean what happened to her and you have to have a little compassion for what happens to these people's children but it wasn't like she was a total fucking victim like she preyed on fucking people who who were completely innocent. And, are, are and the movie wa- makes me mad. The Charlene Theron movie makes me mad because it gives you little. So she walked up to teachers and dragged them out of the school and no, killed them. No, but or what? you know, like let's say you're. So going she got home. a teacher that was looking for a piece of ass and N- killed him. 
dude, there were guys that were just going to give her a ride on the way home. Just like just dads that were like going to go home and see their kids and saw. My dad gave rides to hitchhikers all the time, so I'm sympathetic to this because my dad didn't like watching people. Me, bro, stuck on the side I of the stop, thing. and when they get close, I take, take off. off. I don't pick nobody <laughs> up, bro. I gave um, a hitchhiker a ride once in my entire life. My dad picked up a hitchhiker, bro, and we are in the back seat with him, bro, with no. five children, bro. Yeah, dude. If my I, dad would do that with us. It's like an episode of the uh, fucking South Park, bro, where we're just mad dogging. He would just look, hey, kids. My dad used to pick up this guy on the way home. And have sex with him. Huh? Um, yes, in front of us. And he would... Uh, he didn't talk. He took a vow of silence. So that made it even weirder. Oh, fuck that guy. Get out of the car. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> so he would write what he wanted you to know on a chalkboard no, on his chest. Pick up a guy who took a vow of silence. <laughs> so, like, we had that growing up. But, like, I picked up a, a hitchhiker one time. He stunk so bad. Fucked up my car for, like, two days, dude. My seat smelled. Yeah, like man, there's an episode of Seinfeld about that. So I'll never do that again. Never, never, ever, ever. Crazy, man. What's up, History for Fools podcast? Thank you very much for listening, man. Felipe Esparza, Felipe's World. Come check me out. Check out Butch Escobar at Butch Escobar on Instagram. I'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.